Hello, everybody, and we are back with another episode of The Change-Up. I am Owen Holmgren, joined once again by Edward Everest Conover, Teddy Conover, and Taylor West. Um, we are very excited. The 2021 baseball season is right around the corner. Uh, I believe pitchers and catchers have started reporting today, um, which is very exciting. Today, we are going to go over our divisional previews, um, as well as some award predictions, similar to what we started off last year with. So with that, let's head right into the predictions. We'll start with Teddy, and we're going to start in the American League, okay? So we're going to go American League, we're going to go American League East. That's going to be our first division. So you go ahead, Ted. Yeah, so real quick, I just want to highlight our picks from last year for, for just this uh, award. Um, oh, and you had Whit Merrifield winning the AL MVP. Well, I had better ones. You did. You did. So he did pick both Cy Youngs correctly with Bieber and Bauer, which is impressive. He had NL uh, being Ronald Cunha Jr. Not a terrible pick. No, I had, like a, had, a, had a good season. Very good. Very good player. He, uh, you know, he came in twelfth in the MVP voting, so that's fun. But uh, regardless, my MVP picks last year were uh, Jose Iglesias. No, no, sorry, Francisco Lindor and Christian Yelich. Uh, they both had massive down years. They were yes. they were terrible. Um, so not going to pick them again. For um, we're starting with AL. You said yeah. Well, what about Taylor's Taylor's predictions last oh, year? Oh, sorry, 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 were so interesting. He had a Jose Iglesias <laughs> who who batted like three fifty last year. Let's not forget yeah, that. He didn't qualify. Thirty eight year old Jose and, and Manny Machado had a great year. Yeah, he, he had like a nine sixty OPS. Great, great year for the for the Padres. One of the reasons that they were great. Um, anyway, we're going to move on to this year's picks, and um, and I think Owen has has seen this coming for a while. It's not Juan Soto for the NL MVP. But it's Fernando Tatis Jr. And he's only played 143 games. He's it. only played 143 games, but he is the most likable human. He's a wonderfully exciting player. Hits a ton of home runs. You know, uh, really improved his defense uh, from 2019 to 20. He's one of the better defensive shortstops in the league. You know, I, w- I wouldn't put him at number like two in the league in terms of just yeah, players as, no, as that guy on MLB Brian Network Kenny. did. Brian Kenny did. Yeah, terrible list. But um, I like uh, I like Nando to take over the NL MVP. I. You know, Ted, you picked Ronald Acuna last year, and I'm actually going to stick with that trend. I think he's going to have like a 320 year, going to drop 40 home runs and have 100 plus RBIs. I think he's going to give a run at that triple crown that is so coveted in baseball. And you're not going to see that much anymore as power becomes a little bit separate from contact. And we really don't see that. Um, a triple a triple crown. The last time it happened was 2012. And the time before that was like the 60s. Yeah, I'd um, say it's kind of like rushing for... If you wanted an NFL comparison, it's kind of like rushing for 2,000 yards. It's rare. It's really... Becoming more obsolete. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, but I love Acuna, though. I think the Braves are going to have a great year. They got a great uh, pitching staff. And, um, you know, they got a good lineup as well. Yeah. Um, so, we were, I, again, I said we were going to start with divisional picks and Ted yeah, yeah. went straight into N- the MVPs. NL, NL MVPs, and we were starting with AL. We were starting with the AL East, and we went to NL MVPs. Oh, well, uh, with how good the players are, we can right. clearly see that the NL is not as irrelevant as both of you have said that it is. Well, yeah, you know, they've got some good players. But but anyways, for my NL MVP, I'm going to go with the man himself, Juan Soto. Teddy and I have had several several discussions about how great this kid is. Uh, he hit 351 last year, led the National League. And he led the major leagues last year in on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, and OPS+. Plus. OPS well, if plus. you lead in wow. on-base and slugging, then you're, you're going to lead in on-base that's plus true. slugging. <laughs> that's true. That makes sense. Um, but they're confusing stats, so I wanted to clarify. He had a 212 OPS plus last year. Yeah, How ridiculous is a 212 so he's, OPS plus? He's 112% better than the average hitter. And for context, Chris Davis, I believe, is 107% worse, worse. than the average He had a negative hitter. seven. Yeah. So, so no, I mean, he, he's amazing. His 2019 playoff run was really something to marvel at. 
we had already, you know, sort of known that he was going to be a great player uh, after his 2018 season when he was 19 years old. Um, but he's he literally Trevor Bauer had a had a, a point about this. If you like pitch a, a baseball that's in the zone, he's going to hit it. Yeah. Like, and he's going to hit it in play. I mean, he's. I think him and Ronald Acuna are slowly becoming the next Mike Trout Mookie Betts debate. You know, I mean, a lot of people would say there's not much of a debate about around Mike Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. Um, but it's certainly there, and these two are probably, in my opinion, I think Soto is the third best player in baseball right now, or at least position player in baseball, and Acuna is is very high up in that list as well. So I'm going to go Juan Soto for NL MVP. I think he's going to win it eventually, um, so I'm just picking this year. He's coming off a really good year where he was injured a little bit at the start of the season, came back in the 60-game season and destroyed, so I'm going to go Juan Soto. Yeah, and for AL MVP, uh, every year that Mike Trout doesn't win it is a bit of an anomaly. I mean, he literally, from his rookie year to 2019, he either won it or came in second. 2020, I, I hate saying down year, but there was actually a, a crazy amount of competition in the AL for the MVP. I mean, Jose Abreu had a fantastic season with uh, 19 home runs and Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber was up there. Uh, he was fantastic, but I'm going to go a little outside the box, and, um, and I know you're not going to like it because you think he's bad. But newly acquired Blue Jay George Springer is going to okay. win the most valuable player award. Again, I think you confuse who I think is bad. You confuse George Springer and Carlos Correa. I hate Carlos Correa. You think that Alex Bregman is better than George Springer. I do. I do think that Alex and George Springer is going to prove you wrong. Alex, Alex Bregman right. is number well, two in the uh, MVP odds MVP, at plus yeah, we're 1,000. Right now, but, but Rafael Devers is 10. So we're going to take that seriously. I mean, <laughs> I, I, Ted, I'm actually going to stick with that uh, Blue Jays trend. Um, you know, shout out to our boy Shapiro. And I'm going to go with Bo Bichette. Um, good, good pick. I, I like the pick. I, I, was, I was looking down those odds, and I was like, what guy do I think is going to have that real, real breakout year? And I think it's got to be Bo Bichette. Um, I, Vlad Guerrero's on, Guerrero is on Guerrero there. and Biggio are, I think, a little overrated. Like they're part, they're, yeah. Bichette's by far the best. Uh, no, I, I completely agree. And I think, um, and we'll, we'll talk about our standings later, but I think the Blue Jays are going to give a pretty damn good shot at the Yankees this year in the AL East. Um. <laughs> So it's funny that Taylor, uh, that Teddy mentioned the George Springer, Alex Bregman debate because my MVP is Alex Bregman. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to be right at the end of this year. I think, I mean, Bregman has just flown under the radar for some reason. He finished second in MVP in 2019. Uh, I think he was up there in 18, and I think he had a pretty good last year, a pretty good year last year. Like it, the whole team was terrible last year, um, but he's fantastic defensively. He's probably now that's. You know, Springer was his competition for best hitter on the team. We'll see how Altuve does without, you know, the whole cheating thing. Um, he struggled so far. I think Bregman is probably the best player in the Astros right now. Uh, and we'll talk about this again later in the standings. I think the Astros are a little underrated going into the season. Um, I think Bregman's fantastic, and I think he is going to win AL MVP. All right. Well, you know, none of us were right on the MVP picks last Not year. Not even close. Really. Um, but, but the Cy Young is where we really shown, and by we, I mean you. Um, so I'm going to let you take it away. All right. You can, you can take, you know what, pick both. We're going to, we're going to do two at a time. Pick, give us both your Cy Young. Winners. Okay. So we're going to start off in the national league. Right. Just, just emphasize that flex that you got them both. Right. I, I did get them both right. Shane Bieber and Trevor Bauer. I'm what very what made you it. think that they would, were going to win last year? So I, I got to remember. Um, I knew Bieber was good. Bieber had a pretty great second half to the 2019 season. Um, and ever since then, I've been a, Pretty big Bieber fan um, for that and several other reasons. Um, I, I don't know. I just I, I just had a feeling about Shane, and then once, especially once Bauer left, Bauer was out of the equation in Cleveland. 
So, you know, that gave him the opening to be the, um, not the ace at first, it was supposed to be Clevenger, but then Clevenger left and got hurt. So it really opened up some doors for Bieber to take over and he did a really, really good job. And then Bauer, I, I just seen so much about Bauer um, in the off season and momentum on his YouTube channel. He is getting a little bit less likable. Yeah, he is. Especially, you know, he a bit of a Kevin Durant move signing with the Dodgers. Um, I don't really blame him though. He's, he's still going to be a solid pitcher. It's not like he's going to get carried to a world series. He's going to be a big part of that team. Um, but I don't know. Bauer, Bauer, you know, he talks a lot about analytics. He looked like he was making some climbs in his uh, mechanics and stuff. So that's why I picked those two for this year. I have two guys who I'm picking to win Cy Young for two opposite reasons. Okay. My NL is going to be Walker Bueller. You know, I love the pick. I, I, now here's why I think Walker Bueller. First of all, I think he's eventually going to win one anyways. Everybody, everybody. Like if you watch MLB Network, they're photoshopping pictures of the Cy Young and Walker Bueller's hand. He is, he's been one of the best postseason pitchers in recent memory. It is weird for our golf fans out there. He's got a bit of a Brooks Kepka vibe going with him. He doesn't really like his ERA in the regular season is like 3.5 right. usually, but he just goes off in the playoffs. And, he has, and he's by far like you'll see. I mean, Bauer had a great one postseason start this year, but next year in the playoffs, the game one starter for things should be Walker Bueller. Yeah. And he, he is, he is disgusting stuff, like disgusting. And it's a bit weird picking him because I was a little bit – I was doubting it at first because that rotation, they have seven guys who can start. And you have Dust, Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin on the outside looking in. You've got a pretty solid rotation. Because right, it's and then you got with Price, Bueller, Kershaw, and Bauer. Bauer and uh, Julio Urias. Those are going to be the five starters. And you got May and Gonsolin just kind of sitting there not knowing what to do. So when you have that loaded rotation, it's going to be tough. Um, to have one of those guys on a Cy Young because he figured that the focus, the attention is going to be spread out. I think Bueller is just going to have that good of a year where he's going to stand out above those guys and his rotation. They're going to say, if he's better than all these guys, I mean, who is there that's going to be better than him? So I'm taking Walker Bueller for the NL. And for the AL, I'm taking someone for the exact opposite reason, and it's Hyungjin Ryu. Hyungjin has been like so we talked about him in in uh, 2019 he had an unbelievable first half of the season he was with, with the Dodgers yeah with the Dodgers he was under a two ERA I think through the half that season and then he sort of fell off a little bit in the second half but not really um I think he finished the year still sub three so he and then he gets traded to the Blue Jays and we hear nothing about him for 2020 we don't hear a single thing about about uh Hyungjin Ryu um in 2020 and that's because the team really wasn't that great and I think that this year there's going to be so much attention surrounding the Blue Jays as there should be more yeah, exactly more than more than they usually get, which is going to put Hyungjin in the spotlight because he really is the only pitcher that they have. I mean, they have Nate Pearson who can make a run at Rookie of the Year, um, but I, th I think Hyungjin's going to win this, the the AL Cy Young because he's got so much attention on him. I think he's going to be great because he had a great year again last year. He's just been consistently good pretty much for the past few years of his career. So I'm going to take Hyungjin uh, for the AL. Yeah, no, I, I like the picks. Clearly a little bit Dodger-centric, um, but uh, yeah, they have good pitchers. Um, anyway, last year my picks were Garrett Cole and Jacob deGrom. You know, two guys had good seasons, just didn't win the Cy Young. Um, and uh, this year I love my pick. I, I think, you know, it's interesting. Denilson Lamette, um, some people think, some people think, according to, I guess, rankings, he's some the best say. pitcher on the Dodgers. <laughs> I think he's the third Padres. best. Uh, Padres, excuse me. 
Um, he's the third best. And uh, maybe the guy who people think is the second best, I think he's going to win NL Cy Young. I like you, Darvish, Darvish, with his 11 pitches. He's literally one of the nastiest pitchers he, he's been for so long. I don't and, understand how you hit him when he throws. He literally throws 11 pitches. And, and, and well. And one of them is called the Supreme. What is <laughs> the that? Supreme. What is that, you? And he's like one of the more likable guys, I think, yeah. in the MLB. And, uh, you know, a new, new, new change of pace. He had a fantastic 2020 with the Cubs. Um, on, on what was already a, a fairly good pitching staff, and now he's going to the second or third best starting rotation in the MLB, or you know, sort of adding to it. Um, and, you know, the, the Padres, they're not going to surprise anyone, but I, you know, they, they may as well be the second best team in baseball before the year. I think they're going to be, they're going to live up to the expectations this year. Uh, and then in the AL, uh, put a lot of thought into this one. And, um, you know, it, it's just, the AL Cy Young is always a little bit worse you know, in terms of ERA than, than the NL. But I like uh, I like something special to happen. Jake DeGrom went repeat in 18-19, and I like Shane Bieber to repeat mm. in uh, in 21. He did the, – the one concern I have is he was really bad in the postseason in his one game against the Yankees. Um, but he is just such a fun player to watch. Strike He literally had 14 strikeouts per nine in 2020. And I understand it was, it was 60 games. He carried that team Dude, as well. Dude, he went 8-0, I think. With a 1.63 ERA, he he won the pitching triple crown, a very rare thing with wins, ERA, and uh, strikeouts. Uh, he he had almost double second place in strikeouts. And what, did he finish? Um, what did he finish? Second or third in MVP vote? Right. I mean, he ran away with Cy Young, and uh, you know was not far from winning AL MVP. So he um, he's really a special player. And um, um, the the Indians, man, they just develop pitchers. I, I think unlike anyone else. I mean, maybe the Dodgers maybe the Dodgers, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, they are really special in, in developing pitcher talent. So uh, last year, you know, I, I didn't have great picks, um, <laughs> but we're we're gonna move here into the NL, and I'm gonna agree with Owen. I'm gonna take some shock here. I, who, I, who were your picks last year, Taylor? Um, I, I think can, I can tell you. I think John Means, and I want to say uh, someone on the Dodgers. No, so it was Alex Cobb. <laughs> oh wow. I, like a five ERA, and then yeah. also Jack Flaherty, who had almost a five ERA. Yeah. So not the not the the best picks. Well, this year we're coming back. We're going with Walker Bueller in the NL, and in the AL, yeah. this is this is where it gets gets interesting. I'm going with Lucas Giolito to win the Cy Young. I think Means does get a few votes, and I mean this in all <laughs> in, in all seriousness. I'll, I'll write that down. And and you know uh, the stock market has been trending a lot lately with the whole uh, Wall Street um, Wall Street bet subreddit. So I am going to short Tyler Glass now this year. Um, uh, I, I think, like, I, I wish there was this thing in betting. Well, I guess I can bet against him. Uh, I think his odds are, like, plus 1,000, which I just, like, there's no chance. He's bad. Really and um, I, I don't like Tyler Glass now. I don't think he's good. Um, yeah. Well, so something you saw last year was that his his 2019 season where he had, like, a sub-2 ERA and five or six, I think it was, like, eight or ten starts. Um, he was so good because teams weren't quite figuring him out yet. But – um now in 2020, he wasn't great because he only throws it's, two pitches. It's really he hard. throws a high fastball, with, you know, it's not easy to hit, and he throws a really good curveball. It's right? hard to be a starting pitcher who throws two pitches. Like right. we saw Mariano Rivera go his entire career throwing a cutter, right. and that was it. Well, but that is like the greatest pitch ever. Yeah, like his yeah. cutter. But, but you can do that. If he, if, he right. if, if Mariano Rivera pitched seven innings every game, I don't think he would have been sustainable to throw one or two. The pitches. the uh, the. Average, batting average or, or OPS or whatever, any any batting stat of uh, batters facing Glasnow the second or third time through the lineup, it was also dramatically yeah. higher, which really speaks to some bad things for this year. It was kind of like Chris Paddock in 2019 having like a two or three ERA. This year he had like a six 
because it was the same thing. And the second and third time through the lineup, they were great, but they just took him out after four innings yeah. and you know four shutout innings or something like that. Um, so not not looking great for Glasnow. I like that that call, Taylor. Yeah, I think it's just going to be one of those things where um, you know he he's just he's just not great. I, I think he'll have like a four ERA. I don't think he's going to have as bad a year as he did last year. Um, he's but... right now. So. Yeah, I, I I I don't love what the Rays are doing. Uh, they well, I mean they don't they can't do much. That they they do what they can, and I respect it. They have no money. Yeah. Right. Um, we one of the other things we picked last year was uh, home run champ. Uh, you picked Ozuna, Owen. Pretty good pick. He, yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, I Taylor picked Rio Ruiz, <laughs> who I think had a good a good season. Good at the year, plate, but good not, year. Not, and then I picked Polar Bear Pete Alonso, who didn't have that at all. Pete Alonso led with nineteen, and I think there were some guys close behind him. Yeah. Um, what, you want you want to pick again? Yeah. Uh, oh, home run! Twenty twenty one, yeah. Oh man, um, give me. Oh, this is tough. You know, I'm gonna say Matty Chapman of the Oakland A's. I don't know why. Uh, I think he's got a bounce back. I don't even know why. he. What he? I can't remember the injury he had last year, but kept him sidelined for us here. I'm assuming he'll come back healthy. Um, and he's got some sneaky pop in him. So give me Matt Chapman. I said Acuna for the uh, triple crown, so I'm just gonna stick with that pick. I think Acuna hits like I said forty. Let's go forty six. Yeah, uh, I have a, a hot take related to Acuna coming up later, but um, I like uh, I like um, excuse me, I was just going to say Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland yeah. Indians, one of the more underrated players in the MLB. I mean, he he just finishes in the MVP <laughs> voting every single year. Voting, yeah, he, we, like so who knows who he is? Exactly. Uh, does he exist? Um, He's lived in Lindor's shadows, right? Um, and he does he play does he play third? third. Yeah, um, so he is going to shine yeah. this year uh, for sure, and I think he's going to lead the league in home runs. He's a, he has some pop. Finished third in the league in home runs in 2020. Um, and then, do we get yeah. to the vision? I mean, do you want, does anybody have, I can give my. Well, so Taylor and my lock for AL Rookie of the Year. I mean, it's it's just a, it's, it's, a it's Ryan record. Malcastle. It's, it's already Ryan Malcastle. He's already won it. Yeah, I uh, have, I have Garrett Crochet, the White Sox reliever who they drafted last year and called up like two months after they drafted him. And he went five innings and zero ERA and throws 102 miles an hour. So I'm taking crochet there. And then for the NL, I have Cabrian Hayes, which is about as chalk as it gets. Oh, that's very chalk, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then comeback player of the year, I think we all have Mancini for the American Oh, League. yeah, that's a that's a great pick. I think the Orioles could stack up the uh, – you know, I, I make jokes a lot about the Orioles stacking up the MLB awards, but they could they could win a couple this year. They might. They, they Yeah, Mountcastle and Mancini. I, I mean, Mancini for me is almost a lot because I know he's just going to have a good year. It's kind of like um, the Alex Smith leg injury. Right. Where he didn't even have to have that good a year, but he was going to win comeback player yeah. of the year. Um, and, and then for the NL, for what it's worth, I have Mike Soroka, my, I really like that. One pick. of my favorite pitchers in the league. Yeah. So I, I do have a question. If David Price has a great year, would he be a comeback for opting out or is it, does he have to be hurt? No, no. Yeah, okay. Not gonna give you that so, out. so then I don't know that it will be Mancini because is Chris Sale going to be pitching this year? We're not sure. I bet, I bet they move him to the 60 day IL to start the season. Um, to make some room because they just made another trade with the Rays, a small trade that nobody cares about. Um, yeah. But they need to make some room for like Marwin Gonzalez in the roster. So I bet they designate him the 60 day. I don't think he's going to, even if he does play, I don't think he's going to win it because he's not going to play the whole season. All right. Good stuff. So may as well get to the divisions well, now, the, the best the part. And the, and the American League East. East. And, and what a division this is. I mean, it is year in, year out, one of the most interesting divisions in baseball. And I actually, this is the one division I listed the order because I just wanted to emphasize my point. The Yankees are going to finish first in this division. And I think the Blue Jays are going to trail by about five games, finish with about 92 wins and slip into that wild card. 
Rays are going to be third. And I know you're not going to like this, but I'm putting the O's at fourth and the Red Sox at fifth because I don't understand what the Red Sox have. I, I like they have a good lineup and do they have pitching? I don't know. They were bad. No. They finished. So, so I have asked Owen like this question verbatim, this exact question. And he tells me that we have JD Martinez. We have Jackie Bradley, who's good. We've no, we got, don't have Jackie Bradley. We, oh, got, right, we don't. We, we're, so we're, if we're going down, we like, have Vasquez, who's good. Vasquez is good. Verdugo, Verdugo Devers, yeah. and Bogart. They, they have a good lineup, Todd. Yeah, exactly. They, they have a good we, also have, we also have Erod coming back. Erod's coming oh, back. he's going to win AL Comeback Player of the Year. He's he, very good. He really, he might. Yeah. Um, and, and then we have we have Baldi. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nick Pavetta, who's supposed to be good. Um, Tanner Houck, who was the rookie last right, year? Right, Who's like the right-handed Chris Sale? Right, right. Oh, we also have uh, Adam Onovino. Adam Onovino out of the bullpen. The bullpen's a little weird, but you know they've got they've got a questionable starting rotation. I mean, it, it was certainly their pitching that killed him last year that made him finish last in the AL East. Yeah. And and you know the O's, you know you can say what's something about their pitching, but they got five starters that I like coming out with John Means as the ace. Then you got Dean Kramer and Keegan Aiken at the two and the three Keegan spot. Keegan Aiken is so bad at pitching. He's not. He was, he was okay. Dean Kramer's great. Are you going to try to tell me like Alex Cobb? No, no. Before. I'm going to tell you Felix Hernandez and Matt Harvey, a little throwback to 2012. <laughs> Matt Harvey is like 30 years old. He's not that old. Exactly. Like, like this is, this is great for the O's. And I, I think, you know, they got a lot of young guys and a lot of old guys. What does that sound like? It sounds like the 2012 Baltimore Ravens. Oh, and, and, and you know what? They're they're not going to make the playoffs, but yesterday the ML who, who just came who had just come like off an AL, AFC championship loss and you, had you know what you know what you know what it's it's all right but I like them to win sixty two game sixty three games exactly. and and finish with less than a hundred losses for the first time in four years <laughs> yeah, exactly well without the without the long season so who do you like in the AL East uh, AL East I'm gonna go Yankees and they're gonna lose in the divisional to the Indians or Twins. Right, or right. One of the one of the um, AL Central teams. They, like hate, that. they hate winning World Series. Um, I do hope Judge stays healthy. I like Aaron Judge. Stanton. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with him? Um, yeah, I, I agree with the Yankees pick winning the AL East. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays in second, uh, like Taylor, and then third place is weird. Okay, I'm going to have the Orioles at fifth because they, you guys, don't quite understand how bad they're rock. Fangraphs gave them a 0.0% I was gonna chance that. to make the playoffs. It's 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 a little it's a little disheartening. And they also gave the Rays an 18% chance and the Red Sox a 47% chance. That that was what I did. Okay, you can give the Orioles a 0.0 because they're let's be honest, they're probably not making the playoffs. But the Red Sox at 47, a team that finished behind the Orioles last year. Well, the team this year is a lot better than it was last year. And we no longer have sleepy Ron Reineke, who doesn't know how to set a lineup correctly. We've got the best manager in baseball back. Is is Cora back? Cora's back. Oh, wow. Cora's back. And he is... He's better than ever. He's better than ever, and he's ready to go. And he's going to be so much better than Reineke, who, like, refused to play Alex Verdugo, who was the best player on the team. Um, I'm going to say the Red Sox finished third. And the Rays finish fourth, but they're going to be like neck and neck, I feel like. You love the Rich Hill signing, though, for the Rays. Rich Hill was a big signing. Um, he screams Charlie Morton 2.0. Yeah, well, it. you know, he throws as hard as Kyle Hendricks. Um, but he has a great curveball. He's got a very good and very slow curveball. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to have the Orioles in fifth because they're pretty terrible. Yeah, this is the only division we'll do the whole order for. But yeah, yeah. I, like, I like Yanks, Yankees to win. They're going to have... I think a little bit fewer wins. I saw like someone say like 105. It'll be, you know, they'll go 97 and whatever the requisite losses would be. Um, Blue Jays in second. Uh, the Rays are not going to be in fourth, man. They'll be they'll be plenty good. I, the Rays might be a playoff team still. Yeah. Um, right. And then the Red Sox will be in fourth. Neos will be in fifth. I like this. I like the fewer than 100 losses take though. I think I agree. Uh, when we move to the AL Central, I guess I can I can start the bidding here. Um, 
you know, not a terrible division. Um, but, uh, but the Chicago White Sox are going to run away with it. I mean, the Twins will be good, and the, the Indians will be fine. I think people are kind of losing hype with the Indians. They'll be fine. Plesak and, um, and Bieber are you know two really good pitchers. And uh, those Savali's not too bad. Um, Kansas City and Detroit are terrible, and they'll be really bad again this year. The, the Royals won't be you know quite as bad with uh, the boys Whit Merrifield and uh, Benintendi. And they've got Carlos Santana too now, which is, which um, is exciting for them. But the White Sox, we got Keuchel, Giolito, um, and Lance Lynn, mm-hmm. along with now Liam Hendricks, one of the best closers in baseball, and just a dirty lineup and of Abreu, uh, just electrifying Abreu, Mancada, Grandal, uh, Luis Robert, who probably should have won AL Rookie of the Year last year. I mean, it was close yeah. with him and Kyle Lewis, um, and you know, just a just a good squad, very fun, kind of young, and uh, you know, Tony Larusa that get, does give me some some trepidation. Don't love that. Really uh, but I, 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 I like them to to win the division. I agree, Todd. Uh, I, I I talked about Lucas Giolito early on, and the White Sox are going to win this division. They were they were a little bit hyped up last year. Um, would they end up with the seven seed in the AL? They had a lot of injuries. Yeah. yeah. The, the, wait, the the White Sox. White Sox. Oh, yeah. actually, no. I think they did end up at seven, but they didn't they have injuries. I was thinking of the Yankees. Yeah. So I I like the White Sox. They were a little bit gassed up last year, but I think this year they really take on that that role as the leader in the AL Central. I am going to put the Twins at one. That's um, fine, fine pick. I mean, last year this division was 36 and 24 Twins, 35 and 25 Indians, 35 and 25 White Sox. So it's one of the better divisions. I think the Indians are going to fall off a little. Losing guys like Lindor and Carrasco, you don't just really that, that recover hurts. from. Yeah. Um, and they got they got some like Ahmed Rosarios in return. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to take the Twins at one and the White Sox at two. I think it's going to be close. I think the Royals are actually going to be somewhat decent. And the Tigers are just going to be terrible, um, as always. But, you know, the Benintendi for, for the Royals and Santana for the Royals, those are big moves that they made. I think Benintendi's going to have a massive bounce-back year. Um, just, just to show Heim Bloom that he shouldn't have been traded. That we shouldn't have traded him for Frenchie Cordero. <laughs> Frenchie. Yeah, I got to call him Frenchie. Okay. <laughs> Taylor, AL Central? I went with White Sox. Oh, right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, you wanted to go AL Westhead? Yeah, so... <sighs> I, there's a there's a team I want it, I, I want to win, and then there's a team that's going to win. The A's are they're not going to win. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell myself. And the Astros, as good as they are, they're they're really good, but they're not going to win it. You know who's going to win it? The Los Angeles Angels. Sorry, the, Ca- the California Angels of Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, sorry, that's that's what their former name was. We got Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon. That's really good. All right. And you know who we also got? We got Dylan Bundy, Cy Young vote winner in 2020. That's the right way to say it. Um, and we also got, uh, do we get Ho- Jose Iglesias from the Baltimore Orioles? And, and Kurt I, I mean, he's a great and, signing. And Kurt Suzuki. Um, he was he was on fire more than anybody. He The amount of singles he would get last year in the early season was just incredible. <laughs> yeah. So um, very excited for the Angels. Hopefully, like, please, Lord, can we get Mike Trout in the playoffs? Because he's only been once and he's never won a game. They need a healthy and, show. Uh, oh, yeah. A, a healthy Shohei Otani. All right. They also got Alex Cobb from the Orioles. That's who I was he's terrible. Um, he's Andrew, very bad. Andrew Heaney's pretty good. Um, but... Uh, imagine Shohei Otani could win the Most Valuable Player Award this year if he think about it. He could have, you know, a sub like in Japan. He had a sub two ERA and an over one thousand OPS one year. He's not going to do that. But when he plays pitcher, he's really good. There's like a hundred and two. Yeah. Even if he doesn't, even if he can't pitch, they like, they need him in that lineup. Um, like they need him on the field one way or another because he's such a great hitter and he's also at the same time such a great pitcher. 
if he can stay healthy and do both in a season, he's he's dangerous. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to say the Angels are going to win the division. I think that's weird. Um, I think the Rangers are going to come in last because they have Chris. They well, they just got Chris Davis with a K, which is exciting, but they're pretty bad outside of that. Um, it's between Houston and Oakland. Uh, Oakland's lost I, I everyone. They've lost so many. Like they got Olsen and Matt Chapman still, but like you're relying on Jesus Lazardo a lot. I love Jesus Lazardo. I love him so much. And, and you know they got Shamanaya. They got a bunch of young guys. Uh, it's probably gonna be the Astros though. I mean their their rotation is a little weird this year without. It's a lot of Framber Valdez uh, without Justin Verlander. Um, still got Granky. Their offense is is gonna be uh, great. So I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Houston to win that division. Oakland is a Pretty close second. Taylor, Houston fanboy, really rode them in the playoffs. <laughs> I was, I was just going to say, I, I rode the Astros hard in the playoffs, much to your guys' dismay. It um, worked, to be it, fair. It, it worked. You guys were very upset at me, and the Astros did ride all the way to the ALCS to ultimately lose to the Rays. But I like your pick, Ted. I like the Angels to win this division. Um, I, I think Trout, I like it, it's so sad. Like I remember the one time he was – he was in the playoffs, uh, or he may have been there multiple times. 2014, the Orioles would have just gone to town with the Angels that year, and it would have been great. We would have won the World Series. It would have been happy. We wouldn't be in a rebuild but right now. They got swept by the Royals. The Royals. We would definitely still be in a rebuild right now. I mean, oh no, we 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 totally would be. But you know, maybe maybe we have a World Series in the past 40 years. Would we have beaten an even year Giants though? I mean, that's that's tough. To an even year Giants team is a is a tough task, but. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, I like the Angels. I would love seeing Trout in the playoffs again because that right. man never shows any energy. And the playoff Trout, you don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. He also is like becoming the greatest baseball player ever. True. Um, uh, next, the Ooh. the most interesting division in baseball uh, by a, by a good margin. I could tell you that like I wouldn't be shocked if any of these five teams exactly. made the playoffs. Yeah. I'd be I'd be kind of shocked if the Marlins made it again. Yeah. Um, but they you know they got a lot of good guys. They got Starling Starling Castro, sorry Starling Marte and um, Aguilar. And uh, a lot of good guys. Like Garrett Cooper, Brian Anderson. Right, Brian Anderson, the, the engine for the rebuild. Anyway, um, some people have been saying that the Atlanta Braves are going to go 82 and 80. You know what they're going to do? I saw that. They're going to win the division by a that freaking mile. So <laughs> they have Charlie Morton, Soroka, Freed, who all of a sudden is very good. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I love, I love, so I'm going to go with the Braves. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Braves as well. Obviously, um, uh, some competition with the Mets and the Nationals, uh, but. I think the Braves are. I think their pitching staff is is criminally underrated right now. I mean, I I just love the Mets. I I got to go with the Mets. They have a potential when they get Syndergaard back to have four aces. I'm going with the Mets. The Braves are going to still make the playoffs, snag a wild card spot. But yeah. All right. In the uh, in the NL Central, the NFC East of divisions per se, it, it's usually bad. Um, I like the Brewers to win. You know, it's not going to be super competitive. But I like like 90 wins or so. But you know, Williams, Hader, and Yelich. Great, uh, great nucleus of young players there. So, um, yeah, and uh, and Brandon Woodruff, Woody. Hey, I'm Brandon Woodruff and uh, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Uh, I think that Arenado trade really put them over the top. Offensively, they're going to be incredible. Um, you know, we've got we've got Matt Carpenter and Adam Wainwright, Taylor's favorite players, um, and then obviously re-signing Yadier Molina, which is a big move for the morale of the team. Uh, I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I think the Brewers are a close second. I think this division is completely irrelevant when it comes to the playoffs. So they'll be swept. They will be swept. Yeah, and and I'm going with the Brewers. I agree, Ted. Um, I don't think there's much to say. I, I said this com- this division is going to be very competitive, but not very compelling. And we can just move on to the NL West. 
and and I make a good analogy here of this being like a Tom Brady New England Patriots versus the New York Jets. It's just not going to be very close. I'm going with the Dodgers, and I I, I don't although, see although it. I, I I like I, I like this analogy more. It's kind of like the AFC West. Like the Chiefs are going to win the division, but there's always going to be a second place team, and that scrappy little second place <laughs> team is my favorite team in baseball and the Orioles, San Diego Padres. Um, you know, just they're going to have MVP. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and they're just going to be really good. They'll probably win. They they might win close to 100 games. We could have a, a 2018 AL East thing where we have 200 win teams. Um, but the Dodgers are going to win like 120 games. So yeah, and it'll be exciting watching Fernando Tatis get a full season in. Um, you know, before we call him the third best player in baseball. Uh, I think finally we had a really good uh, section of this at the end of our last podcast in 2020 called hot or not. And it's some players that were really great in 2020. And and we need to see if they're going to be like that in in uh, 2021. First off, um, just have players already. I I have a thought. Yeah. Okay. So um, first off has to be Freddie Freeman. And personally with how consistent he's been, I, I think he stays hot. He's, he's so like, I remember very well. My dad in like 2011, he had Freddie Freeman on his fantasy team. That's so long ago. He's getting up there in years. He's gonna have to fall off one of these years. It's just, <laughs> is this this is this the year? Maybe he keeps it going until he retires. And I I think he does. Like he's he hits 300 every year and, and will hit 30 home runs. I like him to stay hot. Um. Yeah, I think he's gonna stay hot. I mean, he's just so good and he's been so good for so long. Um. I don't think he's going to be as hot as he was last year. Uh, again, I think that's due in part to him only having to play 60 games. But I think he's going to say hot. I mean, he's Freddie Freeman. When has he not been hot? Yeah. So next, um, pretty uh, pretty, pretty good one, I think. Owen, oh, you're going to like this. Kenta Maeda, Ooh. fantastic pitcher for the Twins this year. He was, I mean, one of the best pitchers in baseball, almost won the Cy Young. Um I say he does not stay hot. I, I say he goes a little bit colder. The Twins ballpark, not the you know most pitcher-friendly place ever. Oh, it's um, extremely pitcher-friendly. Target Field is like one of the most pitcher-friendly ballparks in baseball. But there, I mean, they, there are a lot of home runs there. So yeah, like, the the walls are pretty deep, though. I mean, the, you got the right field wall. It's, a lot of homers there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what true. I was. That was, that was kind of yeah, what I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> of, but all right, uh, yeah. Regardless, Maeda. I mean, the Twins have a, a solid pitching staff, but um, it's going to be tough to keep up quite the season that he had this year. Yeah, I'm going to say he gets a little colder. I think he might drop at some point to the number two. Um, behind Barrios. Behind my guy, Jose Barrios. Um, but I'm still devastated. I remember one time Taylor and I were supposed to go to a, a Twins-Orioles game at Camden where Jose Barrios was just supposed to start pitching, and, and it got rained out, and we couldn't watch Jose Barrios pitch. And I've been sad about that ever since this day. Um, no, I don't I don't think Ken, Kenta stays as hot as he was last year, and I think he falls to that number two spot some point in the season. Ted, I think he stays hot. I mean, it's something about this, these Dodgers pitching prospects that really work. And I don't understand what it is. On the Dodgers or not on the Dodgers. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible. It, it's, it's like, I just, Orioles, like, why don't we go sign one of their scouts? One of them. <laughs> and maybe they can develop our entire scouting team. No, but, no that would make too much no, sense. No, that, that would make too much sense, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I like him to stay hot, I'll be honest. And then finally, Owen, um, I think you know the answer to this. How hot is Mookie Betts going to be in 2021? Ted, Mookie Betts might have one of the best years of his career in 2021. How how hard is that for you to hear? I, I like it's so it's not like I don't I'm not mad. At, like, I still love Mookie Betts. Um, do I wish he was on the Red Sox? Absolutely. Do I think that trade was just absolute bogus? 100% Heimbloom. What are you doing? Um, but I think he's going to say hot. I'm not, I won't be mad at him because it's not like he like requested a trade or left in free agency. But 
I don't know. Mookie's going to stay super hot. As a as a Boston sports fan, what was more painful to see, or maybe what was more happy to see? Brady or Mookie? Brady winning a Super Bowl or Mookie Betts winning a World Series? I mean, I know you were happy after Brady won, but did you feel any happiness for Mookie after he won a World Series? Yeah, I was. I was definitely more happy for Brady, but I mean, I was still happy. I was still happy for Mookie because I wasn't. I didn't really have a side in that World Series. Um, I just wanted it to be an exciting one, and it, it kind of lived up to the expectations. Brett Phillips helps us to help us out there a little bit. I, I was happy for Mookie. Um, not as happy for Brady, or I mean, not as happy as I was for Brady. But I was more happy for Clayton Kershaw than anyone. All right, and then finally, uh, a quick hot take section. Oh. Uh, I have been preparing this one for a long oh, yeah. time. So there have been four humans to ever have. Uh, so Taylor's an esteemed member, or likes to talk about the thirty thirty club. 30 stolen bases, 30 home runs. There have been only four people ever to have a 40-40 season. And one of them, I think, was yeah Alfonso Soriano with his one year on the Nationals. And, of course, Jose Canseco, one of the GOATs, did it too. And Barry Bonds did it as well. And, oh, A-Rod uh, who, with the Mariners. Mariners A-Rod, who we like. We like. Um, regardless, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something crazy hot out there. There's going to be three this year. There's going to be three when there's been four in history, all right? And it's going to be Tatis, Mookie, and Ronald Cooney Jr. Because literally, all of them have been extremely close before. Yeah. And they're all really fast. They all hit bombs. Yeah. And they're going to have a full season. And they're going to be energized. And look, what is the MLB now? It's strikeouts and home runs. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. And so they're going to be hitting a lot of home runs. And they're smart managers. But they don't who, strike out, those guys. As um, much as, right, as right, the most. Right. As the Acuna, guys, Acuna strikes out a little As the guys bit, who but. hit as many home runs as them. Right, exactly, yeah. correct. Um, so I like them to strike out. They're going to get on base a lot, which is important for the 40-40 club. Um, and I think that's going to happen. That is flaming. That's pretty hot. Uh, my hot take, I'm going to go I'm gonna go in the steals department as well. But I'm going to slide on over to Kansas City to my guy, Ad Alberto Mondesi. I'm going to say Ad Alberto swipes 50 bags this year. 50 bags for Ad Alberto. Quick PSA, that used to not be that many. And now, now it it's like a ton. It's everything. That's kind of sad. Can we get more who was stealing? Who's the last guy who stole 50 bases? Uh, probably like 2019 or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many did Ricky Henderson out of his record year? 133. That, that's just incredible. I mean, you think about guys like a lot of probably the average number of hits for a guy who's playing 162 games is about 150. So Adalberto in 2020 had 24 stolen bags in 59 games. Yeah. Which is which is that would oh, easily get on. over fifty. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna because he had he you played one hundred sixty. He played hundred and two games in 2019 and I had forty three. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say sixty five for Adalberto. Okay. Wow, what a season for for Adalberto. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I haven't really given my Orioles hot takes yet this podcast. I mean, I gave a lot of them last year, and I and I feel like they're they're really lacking in this podcast right now. So I, I'm gonna give one. I think. That Chris Davis, I, I know with a, C. I, I, with a C, and I know that's not a that's not a good. I, I think that Chris Davis, and then something positive doesn't really happen that often. Hopefully but, he plays. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that's true. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to go with Chris Davis. I'm I'm going to go with Hunter Harvey. I think Hunter Harvey, the guy with the best mullet in baseball, is going to have a sub 150 ERA, become the closer, and get 30 saves this year. It's going to be tough for the Orioles to even have 30 save opportunities, but we're going to get. We got Cole Sulser, who's just terrible. Oh, he's amazingly bad. He he's like fifty percent in his save. He just got like got his first two, he had and a then six ERA as a closer in two thousand twenty. It's it's terrible. Um, you know, shout out to Cole Sulser. We still love you, but uh, yeah, I I love Hunter Harvey this year. All right. Well, Ted, do you have any other special games for us? 
Um, I think that's about it. But this has been a really good uh, good podcast. This has back. been fun. So glad to be back. First podcast back in the studio. First in, podcast back in the studio. In We're in the studio. Probably right a year. Yeah. I mean, the last one had to have been – was about it a change About a year ago. I mean yeah. – it, it was probably, yeah, it was probably one of the maybe Mr. Hubeck. Mr. Hubeck, yeah. So it's exciting to be back in the studio, exciting to see my guys in person. Uh, thank you all for listening at home. We'll be back soon with another uh, change up with another special guest.